0: everyone and welcome to another edition of the edric show i am your host edric jerome this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people please remember in addition to my youtube channel you can find the edric show on spotify you can also catch us on apple Podcasts and just about every single one of your favorite podcast streaming services please locate us hit that subscribe button drop us a comment as we continue to grow this thing from the ground up today i continue my focus on independent short filmmakers and people who are uh, doing things in the world of film and I want to welcome my guest Keisha Boston Gallagher. Keisha hey. is a, hey, she's a talented <laughs> actor, writer, screenwriter, producer, director. Uh, she wrote and directed the award-winning short film Hard Sale and she is currently in pre-production of her new project The Blues. Keisha welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your kind words. Thank you for having me.
0: You're very welcome.
1: Appreciate
0: it. All right, let's get into it. So um, where did you grow up and uh, when and how did you develop your passion for writing, directing and filmmaking?
1: Um, I am born and raised from Atlantic City, New Jersey. Um, like people like you really live there. Like I really, it's, or it's, do they have houses? Yes. We have houses. We have schools. We have crime. We have, we have everything. So I'm born and raised from Atlantic city, New Jersey. Um, I did not, uh, I, I wasn't on the path of, of filmmaking, um, in high school, It took a while for my personality. I say it took a while for my personality to blossom. I grew up around my grandmother and my great aunts. And if you know what that was like, it was like, you be seen and be you do not be heard. Like, you don't say anything, you mind your business. And so I, you know, a lot of stuff was just like observed and I would just sit there and watch and maybe say something here and there. And it wasn't until high school, uh, well, actually like grade school and then high school where I started to really, really, Um, started to talk and was like joking around and always had a story and and things like that. So I've been doing that for years. I got to filmmaking. I started off acting. Um, I had got to a point in my life where it was just kind of, I wouldn't say wondering what the hell was I doing, Um, but kind of wondering what the hell I was doing. Uh, I am technically a licensed minister. And so I, um, in disclaimer, I always say I'm at the road of righteous and righteous. So uh, (laughs) take that how you want to take it. Uh, So I got to the point where it was just kind of like, okay, so I've been doing this ministry thing hardcore. Like when I say like out of college, Uh, and I would like, after college, I went to seminary and I would minister and I would like preach a sermon and everybody, I mean, people would be at the altar and Mm -hmm. I would sit there and think like, is, is this it? Like, it, it has to be something else for me out here. Like I was never really, really content with it. And so I started, um, acting, uh, wanted to see if I could do it. I took a Groupon. And I got a Groupon for acting class to see if I was good and I wasn't bad, um, but I really always felt like I was behind the scenes. I was always better behind the scenes. Um, but while on set, I used that to learn about it. And um, so that's kind of like really how it started. And even how I got into screenwriting was I just wanted to tell one story. Hmm. And um, that one story has has really blessed me and and kind of it's got me here
0: quick shout out to groupon love groupon
1: (laughs) like it's no excuses like i'm just big on i don't ever want to cripple myself on excuses like and i don't ever want to be the excuse um but you know i and I, i i was doing background work and i used that to to learn um i booked one commercial though but i i used that to learn about set life
0: you mentioned it and I was going to be my next question um maybe tell me a little bit more about living at the intersection of righteous and ratchet. Um, um give me a little more about that cuz <laughs> I, I love that concept.
1: It files every day it's it's something different. Um I So it's funny like I've really grown. So people who've known me like from college to now and they see me now I'm just I care less um you know, I'm probably gonna say more. Uh and I'm I'm so much I'm I'm not uptight. And and sometimes when especially people in, in the whole Christian world and they say this is what God said and this is what God and God and this like, but would Jesus really do this? <laughs> would Jesus really care about this though? Like let's look at the whole scope of thing and how he moved throughout the whole Bible and all of a sudden Jesus is caring about these things. And so I am really I'm really big on believing what the actual word is saying. And because I went to seminary, I can break, I I know how to use, uh, uh, a book, uh strong <laughs> Hebrew, and I know how to get what is actually said in the original translation. And so really living at the the intersection of righteous and righteousness is I'm I'm living my life. I'm not denying myself of anything, but also the things that I'm living. I am at the heart of me, I'm conservative. So when I say I'm living my life, I'm not like out here in these streets on these folks at all. Like that's not my thing. That's not my ministry, but I love me some P Valley. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, so that's, that's just what it is. I'm, I'm free. I'm I'm not really caring about what people think. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm figuring it out for myself. Um, I'm, I'm deep in my, my, my understanding, my, my, my relationship with Christ, which looks different from Every, all of our relationships look different. And, you know, and I rock and roll with mine. You know, I'm in the car. I just be like, all right, yeah, what you say? Because I, and it's like, you, you might think I'm talking to somebody. We high and we fist bumping. <laughs> so, so yeah. So that's, that's kind of with that whole uh, intersection. But like I said, I say this as a disclaimer because, People say, oh, you're licensed minister. They think you're one way. And I am totally different. Uh, So, so yeah. So that's my thing on living at the intersection of ratchet and righteous. And my writing doesn't reflect um, that. I Mm -hmm. tell people I am a Christian, but I'm not a Christian writer. I'm Mm -hmm. not writing Christian-based content.
0: Very well said. Um, so you go through your Groupon classes and you you start writing and you're everything. Okay. So now you're at the point where you have your first project, Hard Sale, uh, which was an award-winning short film. So tell me about how that project developed and uh, what, you know, just how you came to to produce and, and direct and do everything around that film, Hard Sale.
1: Um, well, Hard Sale came out of a I was in a filmmaking competition. And some people know, but I didn't even want to do the competition. I was I was like, uh. <laughs> I don't even really want to do this. I was so so, and um, I ended up winning the competition, and I wrote it during the competition. And winning meant that you were able to uh, direct and film the short that you wrote. So that was how Heartfelt came about. Uh, we had certain themes that you could write on. They were like themes based around love, um, I believe. So we had. I think I wrote, I picked the transformation theme um, and we had a house and they showed us pictures of the house um, and they gave us actors. It was about, I think about six actors mm. and none of them really fit together, but you had to write around that and that is how, that's how Hard sell came about.
0: Mm. And if people want to see it or or how can they uh, check it out? Uh, oh, well, right
1: so currently because it's on the I still have, I think I have about three film festivals alive. So it's not public because um, you will be disqualified from certain film festivals. Sure,
0: sure. That leads right into my next question. Uh, Mm -hmm. The film festival circuit. I've been asking a lot of short filmmakers and independent filmmakers about their experience with short films and filmmaking and the film festival circuit. So what's been your experience with the film festival circuit and uh, the selection process and, and what have you learned in dealing um, with, with film festivals?
1: I've uh, maybe learned not to do so many. Uh, I did a lot. <laughs> and I really, I really, honestly, I, I think I, I started doing it out of, like, anxiety. Like, I got to win another one. Well, what's going on? And I really enjoy going to sleep and waking up, going to sleep. Um, to finding out that I won or waking up and finding out that I qualified or when I'm having a hard moment and I check my phone, I'm like, oh, snap, I won. Um, So the film festival, I mean, I had to learn it. Um, I had to learn the ins and outs of it. One of the biggest things I've learned is that um, you'll get emails about signing up for certain film festivals and they'll offer you discounts. Um, <laughs> when they're near the end, Um, You may not have a a higher chance compared to you coming in in the middle or the beginning. Um, So I did apply for a lot of those. Um, But the film festival circuit has been at the end of the day really has been a blessing for me. Um, Heart Sale has won. I think six, six or seven awards, and then I have probably about 10 nominations
0: congratulations um
1: thank you so it's 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 been a blessing i haven't virtually been to a film festival because of covid so a hmm. lot of stuff everybody's been doing um everything online
0: hmm. um tell us about the film the short film market in general or cuz i always might and i've asked every filmmaker i've had on you know i think short films and is it's just an untapped market there's so many wonderful short films out there so many different subjects you can get into, uh, but you got to go look for them. So, what's been in your view? Were you, were you um, into short films before you started making them, or what, what's your take on on the quote unquote short film market? And um, you know, how are you going to navigate through that?
1: No, um, no, <laughs> I, I didn't watch short film. I, I watched Hair Love. Um, okay, I have watched the the ones we, before the 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 Disney Pixar ones before the shows yeah, with my yep, daughter. Yep. Like I've seen those. Um, they are a blessing. I mean, they are out there uh, to do something working with. She was saying how we were talking about putting your content on Tubi. And she said how um, people were like, do they have short films on there? And she's like, yes, they do. They have a bunch of short films. And she said how she navigates through them. Um, they are a great tool to help you perfect your craft to work on your craft um, and to to get your content out there. They are a great tool for that. Um, I don't plan on staying in short film long. Um, I'm currently doing short films to build my directing portfolio. That's my goal, but I have to write it so that I can direct it. So that is what I'm that's what I'm working on now. <laughs>
0: Um, it takes a team, and you mentioned you're working with a producer. Uh, it takes a team to produce a project, whether it's a short film or a feature-length film. Um, so what's your collaboration style? And uh, tell us about some of the folks who who are like-minded, like you, who are on your team. How do you work with, with? because it's not always easy working with different people, and especially when it's your vision and you wrote it and you're directing it. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about how you <laughs> deal with the, with the team.
1: Yeah, that's like, I'm... Um... I'm easygoing, like, I'm funny, I want to joke, I want to laugh, but I'm also particular. Like, I I want it the way I saw it, I want it the way I wrote it, Um, so I am, I will hold on to my vision, um, but I am open to, um, I'm open to criticism, and I'm open to change. My big thing is, the people who I want working with me, I want them to want to work with me, that's that's a big thing like once it once you see once you make me feel like oh i'm just another job um or it's just like well let me like i'm kind of like i'm not big on that energy i'm I'm not big i'm not big on that energy um i've come across some great people um some some lifetime people where it's like hey I'll, let's come on back let's let's do this um let's let's work on this even like with hard sell uh the my, uh, my, um, competitors who didn't place, they were invited to come and film hard sell. And they also got IMDB credits Mm. and they came and they're wonderful. Like I call them anything like, Hey, let's, let's, let's get the band back together. Let's, (laughs) let's work on this. Um, uh, my producer and like my coordinator, they've been like really great. Shout out to Krishna A. Murray, um, April Collins. They have been really great. Um, they've been patient, uh, for the blues um sometimes we haven't we haven't had a, a weekly meeting in a while but those weekly meetings can be a lot probably a lot for me because <laughs> it's like it's my project like it's my stuff so but I feel like my blood pressure is so high and they're like it's okay we're gonna you're gonna be okay I was like are you sure because I'm not feeling okay <laughs> they've been great um my writing coach, um, who also did who also did the uh, flip the script filmmaking um, competition, uh, Eunice A Smith um just like lifetime people just just great. And so um, I've been blessed to have some some great people around me, um, other people, mentors, people who I can talk to people who really really helped me out my journey shout out to Sis, uh, Carolyn. so like people I've, I've had some great people um to come across but like I said um you know I just I just want people to want to work with me and I understand like you have to get paid and I'm not saying like I wasn't gonna pay you nothing but like you know you're just like well how much is up I was like yeah I don't you know I'm not big on that one
0: yeah that's a tough one the, the business side of it uh which was going to be my next question and you kind of touched on it so um how are you navigating through quote unquote the business side of filmmaking because at the end of the day it is a business
1: yeah, the you know, and yeah, I I've been church. You you handle the church. You can handle the business side of filmmaking. <laughs> like, this this might be way easier here. So I mean, yes, the the business side. I mean, it's 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 the why though. When you really get mm. to the side of filmmaking, you're like, oh, I understand why they did this. I understand why they filmed here. I understand why they made the actress wear a wig. Like. You just start to understand why things are done and how you can get things done, so that you can get your your project out. Um, unfortunately, there are some tough business decisions where you're just like that. You know, when you're dealing with networks and stuff, and then you don't sign your contracts. This is stuff beyond your control at this point. Um, but yeah, so yes, it's it's a lot of it's a lot of business. But you know, we have a great team. They 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 just kind of help you navigate through all that
0: uh you mentioned your your next project the blues so tell us about that you're in pre-production now right is that where you are yes it's
1: you know like yeah right for the blues um which is funny because i just um i was working on another short that i wrote over spring break called the people Across the street um and one thing (sighs) about filmmaking is that you don't want to be tied to anything because the opportunities, you never know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're going this way. Oh no, I'm going this. Like the path that you take to get there. I'm just learning to be open. Um, as of now, yes, the blues is what I'll be filming. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but if some other factors uh change, it could be the people across the street, but we could talk about the blues. <laughs> uh the blues is um Again, something that uh, came about from it came about from a conversation I was just having um, with somebody, and we were just talking about relationships and things like that. And and the more it grew, it it just really became into like this own story and started to take. Um, a life of its own. Um, It's it's pretty good. Everybody has really enjoyed it. It's funny. Most of the stuff I do, right. is funny. I have to, or I have to make a conscious decision not to make anything funny Mm. in it. Um, Like I'm like, yo, don't say none funny. This is this scene. Like, so, but yeah, so that, that is the blues and the the blues is shaped around when uh, a girl makes a bet with her best friend um, not to sleep with her ex. That is, that is the blues and the ex is attractive and he's telling her everything. And the girl is about that life. And I say that my character is like the granddaughter of Nova darling.
0: Mm. She's mm. got to have
1: it. Right. Um, right. So, so yeah, so it's just this, this whole dynamic of them trying to, trying to figure, like trying to see who's, who's going to win and how this thing is going to play out. So that, that is, that is the blues. So.
0: Um, you mentioned, obviously, Spike Lee with She's Gotta Have It. So who are some of your other favorite directors or filmmakers who have influenced you and in your style?
1: Um, definitely. Yeah, I am a big fan. of. I'm a big fan of Spike Lee, and watching his work, you know, for a while. And I, I like his choices that he puts in there to educate us um, as well as to expose us. So that's real good. Um, you know, definitely Ava DuVernay, um, things that she does and. In um, the work that she's done with her directing uh debbie allen mm. like legendary legend like when you have her on the project it's like debbie allen so it's like well wait hope oh, what like <laughs> debbie allen uh, marlena Marsukis, um the work that she has done with insecure and, and and things like that so those are some people who are i'm, I'm definitely watching and really are looking after
0: shout out to debbie allen especially for her role in the fish to save pittsburgh i don't know if you're familiar with that film uh that goes back to like the mid 70s late 70s had dr j in it uh, a bunch of people like that about a basketball team yeah it
1: sounds yeah, a that's a me.
0: great underrated film the fish to save pittsburgh so all my listeners oh out yeah
1: there, yeah i remember yeah it. Okay, yeah, yeah debbie allen's that in that film <laughs> and so
0: uh uh that's this a wonderful. Did film. When
1: it first when it came out like the first time, but I do remember Yeah,
0: yeah that's a great flick. So yeah, check it out. Fish is, Pittsburgh. She's so yeah, diverse and she's done cool. dance and theater and yeah, film like and television. She's been like
1: killing everything. it.
0: Exactly. Like and
1: she's still like she's like on Grey's Anatomy and like she even she even did work on like Insecure. So she's been like consecutively like killing it for yep. years. Yeah.
0: Great role model. Great role model. Um Last couple questions for you. So um, you also do work in front of the camera. You mentioned it. You've been in commercials and things like that. So how has being in front of the camera uh, affected your role behind the camera? Does it give you a unique perspective or is it two separate lanes and and they don't intertwine at all?
1: Um, Yeah, I have done work in front of the camera, but I stop. Like I tell people, I'm like, I don't. Which is funny because now I get more opportunities, people asking me to act. And I'm like, yeah, I I don't do that like I'm like a Desus and Samaro type person like mm-hmm. you want me like a podcast or so we just talk it like that's how I am um but um it I mean it it does help me to just be mindful of of the actors and you know what I'm asking and how I'm asking how I'm asking what has really helped the most is being a writer um and directing mm-hmm. so that right there has has really helped. Because I'm I'm able to write and create what is possible, you know. Because you're like, well, how do you direct this? And then how? And I know what to put in the script so that a director can understand it, and the de- director can read it, and it has direction, and you're able to get the vision out. That has that has that part has really really helped me the most
0: awesome well keisha as we wrap this thing up i want to thank you so much for coming on the edric show
1: you asked me two questions this was so quick uh
0: Uh, well if there's something else you want to go into this is a podcast you know i'm not i'm not beholden to a time frame um
1: yeah that's yeah that's yeah i don't i don't think i have any more questions but i mean but if anybody wants to get into this there you go do it like one thing i've learned is that there's no one way to get into this, don't fall in love with the path of how somebody else gets into it. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. um I talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Like I, I network. It's a homeless man. I'm saying you do film, sir. You have somebody in your family that. I does bet he's got a life? story
0: though. I bet he has a story because you know. <laughs> Everybody should, you know, write your story because that's yeah, where a lot of these like, ideas come from. Exactly, they
1: control your narrative. Exactly. But I'm like, so what do you? So what do you do? And that that has really helped. That has really really helped me. Um, it's just just networking, <laughs> that and and talking to people and asking questions. Like, so how do you do this? And what are you doing here? And that that right there has been a, a great a great help.
0: I mm. do have one more question for you. Um, how do you balance all of your creativity and artistic work uh, with family? Because you know that that's a you have family and you know okay. how do you balance the two?
1: Like what time is it? Getting <laughs> off a school bus? No. Um,
0: <laughs> Exactly.
1: Um, you know what? Earpods are a wonder. <laughs> nah. Headphones are one. My child's eight, so it's not like I have a um a little baby or a toddler running around. You know, my child's eight. Um, when it's time to write. Like, because for me, I know that this is, this is my thing. Like, this is my it, like, this is it. And like, you, you needing me to like, get up and make your sandwich, uh, for the 18th time is going to wait five minutes until I'm done. (laughs) Like certain things I'm like, yo, if you don't sit down so I can write, you know, so I put the headphones on, um, you know, it's, it's been tough. Like my child was like, we're doing Uber Eats. And I'm like, how do you know Uber Eats so well? (laughs) But, and it was time when the laundry is piling up. Um, I remember one time I was going hard on like rewriting the script and I was like, man, I ain't cook. I ain't do the laundry. Like (laughs) sometimes those things happen, but I mean, I just try to, I'm good. So I do this, like, I put laundry in. I do dishes. So dishes is being done while the laundry is washing, or while the laundry's in, I'm writing. Um, or you know, you have bedtime. Once she goes to bed, then I put out the headphones on, and I'm sitting here writing. And sometimes I have to write with her. I, I have to learn to, and my, I have a husband too who who partakes in chaos. Uh, so <laughs> I have to learn how to operate while i have other things going around me um to yesterday they were in the living room playing mario golf and they were like "Mommy we should play with us and i was like i'm trying to do this rewrite if y'all just don't leave me alone <laughs> like and i'm sitting here I'm like okay yeah you know, so that's that's how it happens you know it's it is things gets balanced i never would want my child to say like you forgot about me or you were doing this. I'm big and come on with me. Um, mm-hmm. My daughter used to do my help. my. She used to do my self audition tapes with me. Hmm. And so she used to say, she knows, I say, what do you say? She says rolling background action. Like she knows that. Like, so I, I'll take her, you know, I want to definitely bring her in as much as possible and, you know, have her work with me. But yeah, it's, it's hard sometimes, but you know, I can't use them as an excuse to why I can't do it. Being married and having children doesn't mean that you stop. It just means that you do it a little differently.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Well, Keisha, again, I want to thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, I really appreciate your time. And I know you're busy with your rewrites and everything. So thank (laughs) you. If people want to get more information about you, uh, where can they find information about Keisha Boston Gallagher?
1: uh instagram my it's funny since i won a competition i say my my dms be popping People <laughs> slide in my dm <laughs> yes uh you can definitely send me you can dm me you can reach out you can just follow me at keisha boston k-e-i-s-h-a boston like the city um you'll see my face um. Yeah, you can follow me. Uh, it also tells you about my production company, which is um, iPad Productions. You'll see the Instagram handle there. I'm also on Twitter at Keisha Boston. Um, you can follow me there. So those are the best ways. And if you have a question, sometimes people ask me to read their projects. They ask for my opinions. I provide them. Sometimes they're late. But I do. <laughs> I do help them out, though. I do help them out. <laughs>
0: All right. Well, thanks again. This has been another edition of The Edric Show. I am your host, Edric Jerome. And as always, this is the place for intelligent conversation with interesting people. Don't forget, you can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, hosts of other podcast streaming platforms. Drop us a line, subscribe, leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing as we grow this thing from the ground up. We want to thank you for tuning in and we'll catch you on the next episode.